Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever.
whenever or wherever you're watching or listening to us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, joining me in a 2v2 brawl against Tom Wilson and Anthony Manta for Artemi Panarin's honor is our resident Rangers Rager, Mr. <laughs> Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud? Uh, doing better than the Rangers right now, that's for sure. Uh, they're a mess. Uh Got lots of things on that, but I don't know if we want to get into it. But yeah, it's a uh, you know the regular season's winding down. Got another you know mo- mid. Uh, bleh, I can't even speak. I'm so angry. Moderate size slate. Uh, it's a pretty interesting one. There's not many road teams I like tonight, so hopefully we can find some spots for you guys. Yeah, I mean we do have to talk about last night's slate. I mean in general, right? <laughs> I mean that's what we do here. We talk about slate reviews. Uh, we obviously can't start with talking without talking about the Washington Rangers game and all the fights aside, like I kind of felt for TJ Oshie in that game. Cause like if those fights don't happen, that's probably the most memorable game of the year, just for what TJ Oshie did. And for those that don't know, TJ Oshie's father passed earlier this week or maybe last weekend, went to the funeral, I believe it was on Tuesday or something like that, uh, played Wednesday scored a hat trick um you can see he was very emotional on the bench his teammates were very emotional for him as well it was just it was one of those moments that you really love for sports like someone said it reminded them of the Brett Favre uh Monday night game like almost 20 years ago now right after his father died like it was just an incredibly powerful moment (laughs) unfortunately the game started with a line brawl off the faceoff and six fights within the first like three or four minutes. So it kind of overshadowed what was probably one of the most mem- most meaningful games of the season, for, at least for TJ Oshie. Yeah, like Tom Wilson, the caps aside, it's very easy to root for TJ Oshie, especially if you're American <laughs> in the in that shootout. You know, he straight up just like won that game for him. But yeah, that was a great moment for TJ Oshie, not taking anything away like. You know, the beginning of that game was a mess. The best fight actually was Strom versus Eller. <laughs> that, that was the best fight. I, they were the two more of the emotional guys after the Wilson. Like, Strom had a pretty powerful interview after the Wilson incident, and, you know, Eller stood up for his teammates and stuff. So that was good. But, like, I don't know. The, the NHL doing that, like, I think, you know, that's why they didn't suspend Tom Wilson because the NHL wants more eyes on the game. So, these, these, you know, these 200 hockey men, they love this, this crap and, you know, nothing's going to change, you know, fighting in hockey is fine. You want a physical game, fine. But like people just brawling, there was a hundred penalty minutes in the, in the, in the first period. Like, and that, I mean, that doesn't even go to uh, Pavel Buchnevich. Um, We're going to have to talk about him in a second. Uh, Cross-checking Anthony Mantha in the face after, you know, Mantha had been going after him. Uh, the whole shift that seemed like looking for a fight after Buchnevich slashed him or something like that. Like it just, I'm with you. I don't mind fighting in hockey. Like if two guys want to go at it, go at it. Like I'm more than fine with that. But it, like last night was a circus and it really, it, it, like it, it was going to happen, whether it was that game or a game next season, it's going to happen eventually. And that's what happens uh, when you don't punish the players. But there were other games on the schedule last night. San Jose came through in a big, big way. Uh, they beat Colorado. Thomas Hurdle and Evander Kane both had three-point nights. Uh, even Eric Carlson scored a goal? I almost had to rub my eyes. I couldn't believe it. 
Uh, they had a real nice uh, night. Eric Brandstrom, uh, probably one of the best value defensemen on the board last night. He had a three-point night. He did well. Uh, Anton Forsberg. Ottawa in general, I think they've won like eight out of their last 12 games or something like that, which might speak more to the quality of the teams in Canada more than the quality of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, but they look to be one of the few teams that are legitimately out of the playoffs, but still playing the season out. Yeah, and my son Arta. Artie Zub had a big game. He almost had 20 DK points from in price. You'll love to see it. Stuff we love to see, Vots. And I see Joe Pesci in chat saying we better get an impression tonight. You talking to me, huh? You talking to me? That's not Pesci, but you talking to me? We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's De Niro. But yeah. anyway, it's, anyway it's, it's the last show of the season, of the regular season, uh, that you and I are going to be doing together. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think it really matters if you do the wrong impression at this point in time. Uh, but we're not going to be uh, talking about impressions. I just want to like talk to you real quick about the season in general. Uh, there are only six games tonight, so let's take a couple minutes here. It, it Like the season has flown by, but when you look back, you almost forget stuff that happened, right? Like This season started out for the New York Rangers with a defense pair of Jack Johnson and Tony D'Angelo playing together, right? Like, we were excited about that because it was possibly the worst defense pair ever assembled in the history of the NHL. Uh, Something like that really caught my mind. Kirill Kaprizov's hat trick, uh, like two or a couple months ago, uh, a third period hat trick, including a goal in the final 45 seconds with the goalie in the net. Uh, he just went for it and got a hat trick. I remember that one because it was a good night for myself. Um, more recently, Michael Hauser. Uh, we're going to have to talk about him uh, later as well. Michael Hauser, not having played uh, in having one game in the AHL in the last three years, like two in the last five or something like that, playing all in the ECHL, uh, comes in and wins his first two games at home. Uh, both against the Islanders, I think. And one of them was a 45 save performance. It was just like, along with TJ Oshie, it's just one of those stories that reminds you of why sports are really awesome. So what are some things that you remember uh, over the course of the last four months? Yeah. One that sticks out. Cause I, I love to see Leafs fans squirm is when the Leafs lost to the Canucks after their big COVID outbreak. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Memories. Uh, I almost had to get a tattoo of uh, Noel Asaiberry if he got a hat trick. He, he ended up having like a block shot at a chalk. Um, someone had a four goal night. That was just ridiculous. I forget who it was. Kind of broke the slate. Um, I mean, I remember Nola Chari's hat trick. <laughs> yeah, like that would that one came out of nowhere. I remember that. Yeah, and then oh, uh, you know, Gustav Forsling had like a rant random like massive game oh no it was it was Ekblad who had like a 50 point night oh and then there was the, there was the Uyghur uh the Uyghur and the utility oh, night yeah, yeah uh there was that that was a good one from I don't know maybe three or four weeks ago and then the Rangers beating the Flyers like nine nothing street three straight games and yeah yeah that, okay yeah, let's talk about that the, the Rangers coaching staff goes under quarantine or whatever they miss like four games and the Rangers score like, I don't know, they scored what, like five goals a game while the coaching staff was out in the very first game. And that game, if I'm not mistaken, Alain Vigneault, uh scratched Shane Gostaspare after Gostaspare had scored in back-to-back games and they got blown out 9 nothing. Yeah. 
I see people in chat chiming in. Mike Bunting had a hat trick, didn't he? Oh, yeah, the Barkoff scratch after lock. That was, or it wasn't after lock. I remember that one because I I global swapped to Alex Wenberg. (laughs) I had like 35% Alex Wenberg on a nine-game slate or something because Barkoff was scratched literally like 90 seconds before lock. Uh, Some people in our chat were able to swap him out. Most people weren't. Um, yeah, Alex Wenberg, 35% mate, Alex Wenberg. That wasn't a bad one. Um, anything else that, that comes to mind for you? And the season seems like it went by so fast and it also seems so long and so repetitive. It's hard to like really fo- focus on like one game just because like these teams are playing like every night against each other. So it's like yeah, everything blends together and it's just c- kind of hard to focus on a, a moment. I think I think one of my favorite moments, like I'm a Habs fan, I'm wearing my Habs jersey here. I think one of my favorite Habs moments of the year was Montreal's first trip to Vancouver back in January. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli's first game back with the Canucks, he scores a hat trick, and then the next game he goes out and he puts up two goals and an assist. He put up <laughs> six points in three games against the Canucks after they wouldn't sign him for $4.25 million a season because they were pushed right up against the cap with all their bad contracts. The Canadians uh, Twitter feed <laughs> just trolling Vancouver tonight, putting a promoted tweet to Foley stats. Yeah. If anybody didn't see that uh, the Montreal Canadians promoted a tweet in the Vancouver area today with Tyler Toffoli's goal highlights from the season. It was just a perfect troll. And to finish it off, yeah, we got to bring it up. Saul just mentioned it in YouTube chat. Jake's mom's clock. Uh, the MVP of the season for me, I think, is Jake's clock. Uh, RIP to the clock. You were a real one. Hopefully we see you again next year. Cool. All right. I, th- I think that's enough reminiscing uh, on the season. We do have some games we got to talk about. Before we get to those games, if you guys could, while you're out there, throw us a like and a subscribe. Uh, subscribe especially. It really helps us grow the channel here. Um, I see our subscriptions are pretty much climbing every day, which is awesome. You guys are really helping us out. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. It helps uh, these shows coming. I know NHL is winding down, but MLB is in full swing. We have NBA playoffs, MMA, PGA. Keeps these shows coming, keeps us at the top of the algorithm. And if you guys can't catch these YouTube shows, uh, most of our most of our shows, except for the live before locks, most of our shows are available in podcast form on your favorite platform. Just head to osmo.com slash podcast to see what we've got going on over there. Uh, just leave a five-star re- review with your Twitter handle or your email address, and you're, you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum, and that can go up for up to a year. So you can win this summer, next spring, next winter, uh, whenever. So head to Osmo.com slash podcast if you want to check out uh, our, our video YouTube shows in podcast form. And as well, we have free stuff up on the site almost every day. Today being no exception. We have free premium tools and data up on the site. We have MLB, ML, uh, MLB ownership up on the site. We have NHL and NBA main slate ownership on the site. And we also have MMA fighter projections. I noticed you were talking about UFC in the chat earlier. Is there a big fight this weekend? This weekend, no. It's uh, The main event got lost due to injury. So there's a backup main event, but... Next week is a pay-per-view with, with a title fight. That's going to be really good. There we go. So uh, MMA fighter projections are available uh, for this weekend right now. I'm sure we usually have some MMA stuff when there's a big fight uh, for free premium mm-hmm. tools and data. So be sure to check back on the site at some point next yeah. week. Uh, 
still 100k to first for UFC this weekend. So, like even even the smaller ones still have big prizes. So yeah, definitely uh, worth throwing in a few shekels if you feel like it. Head on over to Osmo.com, see what we have going on for free. You're gonna have on Saturday. They're gonna have the risk-free UFC. So get the tools, man. Risk- yeah, there you go. Risk-free UFC. You got free tools. It's free on top of free to win money. It doesn't really get much better than that. So yeah, head on over to Osmo.com. Check out our free premium MMA fighter projections uh, for your free contest this weekend. But we're not here to talk about just MMA. We're here to talk about uh, some NHL. So let's dig into these games we have going on tonight. (laughs) New York Rangers, 2.1 implied goal total going into Boston. The Bruins have a 3.4 implied goal total. Um, my thoughts on this game are as follows. No Artemi Panarin, no Chris Kreider, no Pavel Buchnevich because they said he's done for the year. Uh, no Jacob Truba, no Ryan Lindgren. That's three out of your, that's three out of your four top six wingers, one defenseman off your top pair, and probably your most reliable defenseman on the penalty kill all out of the lineup. You're playing a back-to-back. You just had your most emotional game of the season by far. Um, I know people don't, I don't like to talk about letdown stocks spots or pick me up spots or anything like that. And I know you're a Rangers fan. I just have a real hard time seeing how this isn't a big time letdown spot for the Rangers. Uh, what do you think about this game? Oh yeah. The Rangers are going to get run over tonight. Like they got last night was their season. I mean, the the one saving grace is they have a lot of kids in the lineup, so maybe they have stuff to prove. But, like, this isn't a good matchup anyway. So, really, like, on the Rangers' side, like, I, we don't know what the lines are going to be. I see in the lineup builder, it's Strom, Zbanejan, Buchnevich. So, like, it hasn't been updated yet. So, like, they said Buchnevich is out for the season. It could be suspension. It could be injury-related. We don't know. Uh, so, like, the Rangers' lines are just going to be an absolute mess. Um, so like, really, like if I was going to play on one of the Rangers, I'd probably be, I'd take a couple pieces from the blue line. Cause they have a nice, they have a couple, uh, cheap, uh, guys that we'll get to in a minute, but like skaters, I'm probably off them completely. Like I don't want 7,100 Zabanajan and a miserable total going against Bergeron. Yeah. You know, Boston doesn't have anything to play for and Bergeron line isn't playing 22 minutes a night anymore. They're, you know, 16, 17, 18 now that they have where they're, you know, going to be locked up. So, but even so, like that's how our hall trade really, you know, stabilized their depth. And so like, I'm probably going to be off the Rangers completely, at least from a skater standpoint. Like I, I was saying before that maybe 2,800 Philip Heedle had some interest for me just because of like price related. And he's going to see a bump in minutes, but like, it's a terrible matchup. If he's still 2,800 against like the Sabres next week or in a couple days, yeah, then maybe I'll pull the trigger, but I'm off. I'm off the Rangers tonight. And then on the Boston side, like the problem with Boston one is they're still priced. Like they're getting 20, 21, 22 minutes a night. And they're just not. Yeah. Like, this Rangers team is a shell of itself and they could get there easily in their 16, 17, 18 minutes fully correlated on the power play. So I think it's fine in MME, you know, one to three lineups. I think you got to look maybe elsewhere. There'd be a secondary option probably for me in one to three. Uh, So, you know, with all the injuries, like the Rangers depth is just brutal. So like you can look to that second line, you can even look to that third line. Yeah. Jake DeBrusque has had a terrible season, but like, 
He's super cheap on the second power play. Nick Ritchie's under 4,000 now, 3,600 on the top power play. Sean Corrali, 2,600. Like, it doesn't have much power play correlation, but it's a nice filler if you want to get, you know, more expensive stuff in like the, you know, the Oilers or the, the, the Maple Leafs, something like that. So I think, you know, Boston two and three is where I'd, I'd concentrate on this game. Yeah. Just want to mention Boston three, Charlie Coyle um, looks like he's going to be out tonight. So new Boston threes, Corrali, DeBrusque, Richie. Um, I agree with you. Um, Boston three has kind of looked shaky at times, um, but this is a great matchup for them. I, I suspect that the Rangers lines are going to be Stroms, Banajad, Kako. That's what they finished with, you know, last night. And then Lafreniere, Hedl, Blackwell. Um, there's just nothing there. Like I said, I think this is just an, a big emotional letdown for them here tonight. I can't see them coming out with their, you know, one of the best games of the season after a night like last night. And Boston has just flat out looked like one of the best teams in hockey since the deadline. Like Taylor Hall completely turned the, the fortunes of that team around. So, um, anything you want to do with Boston is fine with me, but I agree with you. I don't really want to play Boston one here tonight. They're just not getting ice time. Um, I was looking at their ice time earlier today. Brad Marchand is the only one playing over 17 minutes a game amongst their forwards. Like Patrice Bergeron is playing like 1650, you know, David Pasternak's playing like 1645 and they can do it in 16 or 17 minutes. I just don't want to pay 24 K or whatever it is to see if they can do it in 16 or 17 minutes. I'd rather pay way down with Boston too um, and see if they can do it in their 15 or 16 minutes of ice time. Boston too um, has just been absolutely lights out this year. I talked about Craig Smith in my power place article this morning. I write about uh, some DFS options at Osmo.com. They're free on the site every Thursday. Uh, I wrote about Craig Smith today. Um, 3.0 expected goals per 60 minutes, 64.7% expected goal share. Uh, nearly five goals per 60 minutes as a line. Uh, Boston, two is definitely my target in this game. Um, on the blue line, Boston's also kind of starting to spread it out amongst their blue liners. Like McAvoy's down to, you know, 23 minutes a game. Mike Riley's in the 20 to 21 range. The rest of the guys are like 18 to 20. So Boston's really starting to spread it around uh, on their blue line. I suspect Keandre Miller and Adam Fox are going to have to play a ton of minutes tonight for the Rangers. You mentioned uh, blue liners at the top. What do you like for defensemen in this game? So on the Boston side, if Riley's going to get, you know, 19, 20, 21 minutes at 3,200, even though he's not on the power play, I think is, is perfectly fine. Um, again, Grizzlick 5,100, like, no. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to power play sack, fine. But – I'm not really interested in him as a one-off. McAvoy, 5,300. I think there's better options elsewhere. Uh, on the Rangers side, Conjure Miller, 2,600. He's going to get a ton of minutes. Um, he had four block shots last game. That was like his first block bonus in a long time. But at 2,600, on the top pair of Fox, I think, you know, he's a good punt. And also Zach Jones, uh, t- Min Price, power play too. He's going to see a bump in minutes. He played 18 minutes last night. He had a pretty good game. I think, you know, they're both viable at their price. But other than that, you know, you know, Fox is down under 6,000, but like he's not a shot volume guy. He's more of the assists on the goal. And I don't, I don't know how many goals the Rangers are going to be scoring tonight. It's probably going to be very few, if any. So I'm off Fox tonight. Yeah, I'm also off Fox. I don't like Keandre Miller and Zach Jones, I think it, it would be the guys. I think you're right uh, on the Rangers side. You definitely want to go cheap here. In goal, I'm not like Jeremy Swayman, 8 100. I like it's fine. Like, I think there's definite shutout potential here tonight. 
I think Igor Shosturkin is a lot more interesting because George Georgiev started last night. It should be Shosturkin tonight. I wrote this morning at Dauber Hockey about Shosturkin's last two years. Like he's been the best goalie in hockey. It's either him or Vasilevsky. And if the Rangers are as bad as we think they're going to be tonight, then Shosturkin should see a lot of shots. Yeah. I mean, like you go back a couple seasons for the reasons you play Hank, you know, this is the reason why you play Shosturkin tonight. Like they, the Rangers called up a bunch of guys. So there could be even more injuries. They could, their depth could be even more bad than it already is. So like Shosturkin's going to see 45 shots tonight. Like it's just going to be whether he stops most of them. And, you know, he's been playing lights out all season. Besides when you know when he got hurt, but like at seventy six hundred, it's kind of in the price range where you know you don't necessarily need him to win if he gets the shot bonus, you know the save bonus, and he lets in like two or three, you know a win would be gravy with him. So I think you definitely can consider him. Yep, uh, definitely he's definitely under consideration for me at least. Not saying you have to play him, but he's definitely one of my favorites here tonight. All right, let's move it along to the next one. New Jersey Devils, they also have a 2.1 implied goal total. The New York Islanders, they also have a 3.4 implied goal total. Uh, the Islanders changed up their lines. Matt Barzal is back in the lineup after being a healthy scratch last game. Um, he's going to be on the top line with Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. The second line stays together. Ross Johnston comes in on the third line with JGP and Oliver Wallstrom. I usually like playing the Islanders' third line. They've been good to me this year. I can't see myself going that deep with Ross Johnston on that line. Uh, maybe you see something different there. And what do you see on the devil side? Yeah, so first thing you notice is the Islanders' ownership. <laughs> that first line is around 20%. That second line is over 20%. I kind of get it on the second line. They've been they've been very good all season, but this iteration of the top lines, Ajax, Brazil, Palmieri, like I don't I don't know if I want to you know twenty percent line with those guys on there. Like yeah, Zajac's under three thousand on power play one, but like it's Travis Zajac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a knock on him, but he's just like I don't want to play a twenty percent Travis Zajac. And if you know, the, it seems like the Islanders are rotating guys out to get them some rest before the playoffs. So, like, with Everlay not on that top line and you see the Devils' ownership, like, it kind of puts me onto the Devils a little bit here. Um, you, you think the Nelson line is going to get the Hughes line because they've been sending out the Nelson against top comp at home. So, like, that's going to free the Zaka-Hesher-Bratt line against the Barzell-Palmeri-Zajac line. And, I, you know, I, you look at their ownership, they're under 2%. It's a six-game slate. So, like, they're far co- correlated on the power play. This is I, I think this is a great spot for them at their ownership. If they're like 10%, yeah, I'd probably be a bit weary. But, like, the Islanders are good defensively, but they have guys rotating in and out. Um, we've never seen Zajac, Barzell, and Palmieri together, so this is the first time they're together, like, all season. I, I think there's some merit going to this Heischer line tonight, uh, assuming the Nelson line gets Hughes, uh, if they treat them like top comp. If you think the Nelson line is going to get the Heischer line, then I want to play the Hughes line. It's just a matter of how you think the line matching is going to go. But I think there's some merit, especially at the ownership. Yeah, the total's super low. Uh, the Islanders are good defensively, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't take many many penalties, but they're resting guys. And how many times can you get a fully correlated line on the power play under 2% on the six-game slate? It, I, I think you got to go there. Yeah, I'm really glad you talked about the Devils here because the Devils – 
Like there are a lot of lopsided matchups tonight. So you're either going to go with all favorites or you have to start going against the grain a little bit. And I think the Devils are the spot to do it here tonight. Um, New York Islanders, since the trade deadline, 21st in the league by expected goals against. The only reason that their goals against are, are held in check is goaltending. Um, and you know, like, you know, my, my philosophy here is if the only thing that's keeping goal scoring in check is goaltending, uh, I will go against any goaltender having a bad night on any given night. So, uh, Islanders 21st by expected goals against since the deadline, they have a good penalty kill, but New Jersey, like we talk about the Hughes line that like, they've been good. They've been really good. Uh, the history line has been fine. Like, I don't think there's just not a lot that I'm really concerned about from the Islanders side. Like, I think the one thing that would hold me back from going onto the his year line is the Islanders penalty kill, because that's the one thing that has stayed very good all year is their penalty kill. Their defense, their team defense at even strength has gone up and down on the penalty kill. They've stayed consistently good. So I think, like, I think this might be a night where I go to the Hughes line over the Hishier line, even though they don't have that power play correlation, because I don't think power play correlation is as important in this matchup um, as it might be uh, in other matchups where you have uh, weaker penalty kills like like Edmonton or something like that. Right. So. Um... Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think just going even strength with the Devils is fine. I really like the way Sharon Govich, uh, Quokinen, and Hughes have been playing. Um, their expected goal share has been extremely good all year, driving goals. Uh, they finished. They need more finish, but they can score, so that's enough for me, especially at a reasonable price where you can fit them in with your more expensive, you know, Pittsburghs or Torontos or what have you. So really like that Hughes line here tonight. Like with the Islanders, like Everly, Jordan Everly's play driving this year offensively is two standard deviations above league average, like elite. Kyle Palmieri's is below average. Like, he's just not been good this year. And then you had Zajac on the, on the other side, who's maybe a third liner. Like, that's just not a good line. The second line is fine. The second line is good. I have no problem using the second line, except that their ownership is just out of control. We have them at 21%. Um, they're the most poorly leveraged line on the night. And I think minus 16% leverage is the highest I've seen on any slate this year. Um, so I'm out on Islanders two and then Islanders three, you have Ross Johnston there for some reason. So like you either play a bad Barzal line, you play a way over owned second line, or you play a line with a pugilist in Ross Johnston on the third line. So like, there's just not a lot 
I really want to play from the Islanders here. So this is going to be the game where I have nothing from the home team or very little, and I attack the road team uh, for my DFS lineups. Uh, On the blue line, one guy I mentioned in my power plays article this morning is Will Butcher. Uh, He has taken over the top power play role uh, with Ty Smith out with his injury. Now, the problem with Butcher is I think he's too expensive on DK. He's at 3,800. Uh, He's not a big peripherals guy, so he really needs points. And relying on any defenseman to get points against the Islanders is a little bit tough. But over on FanDuel, he's min-price. So if you're playing on FanDuel, don't mind Will Butcher uh, at min-price. What else do you have in this game for defensemen? Yeah, Butcher, if you're using Jersey, too, if you want to correlate. But I think if you're using the Hughes line, I think Severson makes some sense at 3,400. He's the peripheral guy there. I mean, he's been up and down this season, but... Seems he had a pretty good game last game. I think you can go back to him. On the Islander side, Dobson's still on power play one at 2,800. His minutes are around, you know, 16, 17 minutes. And I think you can go there if you want. Um, it just, like, I see Letty being popular and he's projected well in the Osmo projections. It's just, it's tough to click in Nick Letty, but if you want to do it, go ahead. Uh, Pulak, 4,200, perfectly fine. Also, Pellich, you know, his minutes are have been crazy right lately, like 23, 24 a night. You know, he hasn't been doing much with it, but at 2,900, I think you can take the chance at a block bonus. Yeah, if you believe in the Islanders tonight, Pellick makes sense at his price. Like, if they get in uh, if they get in some scoring, he might be able to get in some of that scoring with his 23 minutes. In goal, I'm not playing Varlamov. Blackwood, if he plays, is interesting to me at 7,200. Do you have interest in him? Yeah, especially seeing the Islanders' ownership. I know, like, playing a goalie against the chalk is not how you leverage the field, but, like, he's going to be super well-owned at the price, and he has the potential to have a good game. Shot volume is always a concern with the Islanders. Sometimes they just come to banana land and, you know, trots land, really. You know, <laughs> but, like, Blackwood at this price, I think this is a winnable game. Yeah, I agree with you, especially if you want to correlate your lineups. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use a pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus at our show sponsor, Jock Market. Thank you very much, Jock Market. I haven't heard from White Claws. I'm kind of disappointed with that. Yeah, we're gonna have to reach back out. Yeah, PowerPoint. Yeah, we're we're gonna maybe we'll bring him back for the playoff shows. Uh, we'll bring some white claws on. I know Jake won't mind having some. You have to send him a video of me, you know, drinking some claws out of my Game of Thrones chalice. <laughs> yeah, there we go. At, after you bank a big playoff ter- yeah. uh, playoff tournament or something like that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, all right, let's move it along here. Uh, Buffalo two point two implied goal total. They're going into Pittsburgh. Penguins have a three. 0.8 implied goal total. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Michael Hauser in net again for the Sabres. They're saying Olmark might be able to go this weekend, but uh, it's going to be Hauser for now. Um, Pittsburgh, 
did something interesting last game. They sat Brian Rust a fair bit. I don't know what was going on. If somebody in chat uh, saw something that was going on, um, let us know. But Brian Rust took about 10 minutes off, and Jeff Carter jumped to the top line for Pittsburgh for about half a period. Uh, like He took like three shifts with Crosby and Gensel. I found that very interesting. Um, not sure what you like on the Buffalo side here. I think there's a lot to like on the Pittsburgh side, obviously up and down the lineup. What do you like? I initially thought this game was in Buffalo. I was like, gas, I can use Anders Bjork. <laughs> but no, uh, they're going against Crosby. So I'll save uh, Bjork for another day. Uh, that takes me completely off the, you know, Reinhardt, Olsen, Bjork line. Wanted to get as much Bjork in as I could. But, uh, man, it's just tough using the Sabres. Like, yeah, I'm not a big believer in Yari. And you see that, you know, his ownership is high. Again, he's chalked every game for whatever reason. You know, I just – I don't know. Like, maybe Casey Middlestad, Tage Thompson. But, like, because the Malcolm line hasn't been very good defensively, like, since he came back in the two games. But, like – Hold on. But like just the Buffalo Sabres just it's just not for me tonight. <laughs> like I just can't do it. it. It just I can't click them in. I just can't do it. Like I can't force myself to be like, ah, Tate Thompson. It's like a uh, liar liar when Jim Carrey's in the courtroom. He's like, <laughs> ah, the pen's blue. That's what kind of coloring all over his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like how I feel with the with the Sabres tonight. So I'm gonna be out on the Sabres tonight. On the Penguin side, yeah, the top line makes some sense. Uh, that Russ thing was a bit interesting. Um, I see in chat, Mr. Goodman said Russ got hurt and came back. So, you know, maybe they limit his minutes a little bit. But, you know, they're way cheaper than Boston won. They still have some stuff to play for, I think. They want to avoid the Bruins in the first round. So, you know, they're going to get their minutes. This is a good matchup. If you want to avoid the chalk, you know, like – I don't know. Like 6,100 Malkin is a bit tough. I don't mind Jason Zucker at 3,300, but like Malkin's just a bit tough. Like I, I just, I think I'm going to be underweight on this game and just pray to Lord baby Jesus that it stays in check because I, I'm just not really interested in this game. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Malkin in his line. Cause it's only been a couple games since they've been back. But since he's come back, 3.1 expected goals, 4 per 60, 3.7 expected goals against. They're getting caved in uh, on the season because, you know, Malkin, Kappen, and Zucker was a thing earlier in the year. On the season, 1.9 expected goals, 4 per 60, 2.9 expected, 2.5 expected goals against, sorry, per 60. This is just not a good line. So, like, I get if you want to play them because it's Buffalo. Like I wrote in my power plays article because I wrote up Jake Gensel for my power plays article this morning, and I wrote about how bad Buffalo is. Olafson Ryan with Olafson Reinhardt on the ice, forty two point four expected goal share with the middle stat line on the ice. It's thirty eight point two percent expected goal share, and those are their top two lines. Like there's just nothing here to be worried about. It's just I like that Malkin line just hasn't been good in retrospect. Maybe they have enough skill just to straight out skill them. Uh, that's very possible. Um, but I think I'd probably rather, like, if I'm going to the depth, if I'm not playing pit one, I'd probably rather go back to the Carter line. Like, Carter McCann, like, Frederick Godreau is a good hockey player. Like, if you look at his impacts this year, positive impacts across the board, both offensively and defensively. And we know how good Carter and McCann have been together uh, since Carter came over at the trade deadline. So, like, 
McCann, Godro, Carter, I don't hate it as a, as like a secondary stack. It's just you're not getting those prime power play minutes, and that's something that you really want, uh, especially up against the Buffalo Sabres. So I would probably still like with value, you know, all else being equal, I would still go with pit one, um, even with the price disparity, but I have no problem going to that Carter, Godro, uh, McCann line as a trio if you want to you know they even got some power play time last game i think it was kind of by mistake but they still got some power play time last game so uh yeah don't mind them um one thing about brian rust um you know they brought it up in chat you said um he got slew footed last night was injured that's why his minutes are down but that's three games in a row for rust playing under under 20 minutes which is very unusual for brian rust so uh, maybe there's something more uh, to him not playing as much. So maybe you can leave him off the top stack. It's up to you guys. Uh, nothing for me from Buffalo. So I'll just skip that altogether. Um, on the blue line, John Marino, power play two, uh, playing 20, you know, 20, 21 minutes has some interest to me. Obviously, Chris Letang, if you're correlating, what what about you? Yeah, Marino makes some sense. Letang, obviously, using pit one, I wouldn't want off him. Uh, that's really bad. I mean, if you want to you know, play Cody CC, you can, but like he's a little too expensive for my taste. Uh, Buffalo side, the Rasmai. Uh, I might take a stab on Ristolainen just because he's 3,600. Darlene at 4,500 doesn't really interest me. That's really about it. Yep. I uh, have no problem with that. Uh, in goal, um, I don't know what you want to do about goalies in this game. Um, uh it seems to me that you know i wrote up michael hauser this morning like i have no problem playing hauser 7k um not playing jerry at his price it's i guess it's what you do with hauser what do you think yeah it's like interesting because at 6500 i'd be interested 7000 it's kind of getting into that range where you're like uh this magic carpet ride's about to end you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it kind of feels bad, like chasing the points with him. Like it kind of feels like a, a few PGA seasons ago, Jason Cockrack like, or Cockrack. He's just, um, he's just not a great golfer, and he just kept playing good, and his ownership kept going up. And finally, when you jump on the train, he just blew up. So like, it kind of feels bad getting on the Hauser bandwagon now. So I think I'm just gonna fade and hope this game's like a low shot affair, like three, two game and Yari at 8,400 doesn't interest me. Yeah. Uh, out on him as well. Okay. Let's move it along. <laughs> Chicago 2.2 implied gold total going into Carolina. Carolina has a 3.9 implied gold total. Um, Chicago lost Kirby doc. They shut him down for the rest of the year. There was some sort of irritation going on with the scar from his broken wrists. So they just shut him down for the year. So doc is going to be out tonight. I mean, who heavens knows what, <laughs> what the Chicago Blackhawks lineup is going to be. So at least we know uh, doc is out. It doesn't look like Carolina is going to have any changes. Um, this is the third game in a row between these two teams. Uh, Carolina's outscored them 11 to five uh, in the two games, including a uh, comeback last game. I think they're down two nothing came back and won six, three, doesn't look like there's going to be any changes for Carolina. So what do you like here? This is interesting. Like last game, Carolina one had wild, wild ownership. Where's Vots to clip that? It's wild. Just wild. wild. Yeah, wild. Oh, riled up the dogs. But uh, yeah, you see 
<laughs> you see, you see their ownership around, you know, the top line around 12, 13%. And that's like half of pit one, maybe Carolina one comes up a little bit, pit one goes down. But like, if, if Carolina one's going to be lower than Pittsburgh, I, I want to play Carolina one. Uh, that line has been very good. Uh, I think this is a, might even say it, a Josh stack opportunity on a six game slate. Um, one thing I did notice when the Hurricanes went on a five on three against the Blackhawks, it was Tara Vinen on the power play over Saul. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing or all of his power play minutes, you know, Stahl was on power play too. But if Tara Vinen does get power play one time, I, I really like that. Carolina one line more and it makes it a bit easier to Josh stack. You could, you could leave stall off and you can do something like uh, Carolina one with Trocek, Natchez or, you know, Natchez, Nita Ryder and Dougie, something like that. You know, but I think this is a Carolina game, especially with their ownership lo- lower than it was the other night. I think you can go back Carolina one, Carolina two, Carolina power play one, uh, Josh stack even, um, you know, who knows who's starting for the Blackhawks. I'm not sure it matters. Like, They've just been horrendous defensively after they had that good stretch in the middle of the season. It, it just, you know, they've fallen off a cliff. So I think, you know, this is a great spot to get over the field on Carolina. On the Blackhawks side, you know, who knows what they're going to do with their lines. Uh, I see Adam Gaudet's onto the top power play now. Uh, so I think, you know, it, the safe bet, obviously, for the Hawks is if you want to play them, play Kane. Uh, you could play him with the Brinkat. If you want to include Adam Gaudet, like do like a Gaudet Kane two man for the power play, that's fine. But really, this is a Carolina game for me and minimal options on the Hawks side. Yeah, this is all about Carolina for me as well. Um, the point I want to bring up, you said about Tara Vinen being on the power play. I just want to point out um, that was a five on three when they when he jumped on the power play. Sometimes teams change up. Uh, you know, their units when it's a five on three, sometimes you'll see five forwards or, or something like that. So he might be there. I just don't, you know, we just don't know for sure is, is, is how I would approach that. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. On my Power Place article this morning, I talked about how there should probably be a lot of Carolina ownership tonight. And there's not a lot of Carolina ownership tonight. None of their lines are in the top five by ownership. And on a six-game slate, that's pretty important. Um, we don't have any line coming in uh, above 15%. Um, Carolina, two slightly below 10%. I like Carolina here a lot tonight if those ownership rates are going to stay anywhere constant. Like, this is, this is a team leading a division that has the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers in it. Like, this is in the Dallas Stars. Like, this is a very good hockey team. Uh, they're completely healthy on on top of that. Um, they have all the players in the lineup that they'd want um, back in the lineup. Like I wrote up Carolina two because I was worried about ownership. Uh, Carolina power play two actually. Nature's Niederreiter Pesci because I was worried about ownership. 
Um, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be much ownership concern. So if you want to play Carolina one, play Carolina one. If you want to play Carolina two, play Carolina two. If you want to play Carolina power play stack, do that as well. Chicago's at the bottom of the league in almost every single defensive metric over the last month. So there's really no, nothing bad to say about Carolina. I think um, I Josh stacked them on Tuesday night. I might, and it went poorly because I went first line, third line, and it was first line, second line that went off. Um, I might Josh stack them again here tonight. Uh, I, cause there's going to be ownership on Edmonton. There's going to be ownership on Toronto. There's going to be ownership on Pittsburgh and Boston. There's going to be some ownership here, but I can't imagine a Josh stack is going to be super popular. Uh, for those who don't know, we're talking about five skaters plus a defenseman or six, you know, whatever uh, over on DraftKings because you can stack up to six players. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I like for Carolina here. Um, nothing for me from Chicago besides one-offs. Uh, I think Kubelik is a very big, is a popular one-off for me here tonight. And the reason for that is Carolina three hasn't been very good. Fast, Stall, and Fogel, they just haven't been very good together. And they got mashed up almost all game long uh, against Kubelik in their last game. So I like Kubelik. I think he has a chance to score here tonight. Don't mind him as a one-off for 5,200, but that's it for me. Like defenseman included for for Chicago. Uh, What do you like for blue liners here? I mean, Dougie's up to 7,000 off a bad game. His price went up, but I think you definitely can include him. Uh, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, perfectly fine. Uh, Slavin's getting a little bit pricey with no power play time, but, you know, he's a decent one-off. On the, um, I don't know, on the Hawk side, nothing really stands out to me. Like, if you want to play Duncan Keith for 3900 if you you know want to pair him with Kane, that's fine. But I don't think I'd one off him. And I see a couple of questions in the chat. What about Stahl Fogel? Yeah, I mean, listen, we talk about all the time in these high total games, if you want to get, you know, low ownership, you go to the seconds and the third lines. I think, you know, Stahl Fogel Fost is, is fine as a filler stack. Um you know, you get that power play one if Stahl's still there. They're cheap. Let's get in the Matthews, the McDavid's. I prefer that second line, especially if that ownership's going to be lower than it should be. So I don't have a problem with the third line, but I prefer the top two. And I say, someone just asked, what's the Josh stack? It's just six, six skaters, any combination. You can do two full lines. You could do a power play stack plus another guy. As long as there's six guys and possibly the goalie, this is basically Josh stack. Yep, I like it. Um, in goal, are we playing? I think it's going to be Lankin in starting. Is it not? Um, haven't seen any confirmations yet. Uh, Colin Delia, sorry, no, it's Delia starting. Sixty nine hundred Delia. What do you think? I mean, for that price, if for that price, I think you know you can consider it. I know he gave up six goal, five or six goals last game, but you know you got. You got, you know, Blackwood at 7,200. You got Hauser at 7,000. You got Delia at 69. I think push comes to shove, I'd rather play Blackwood over those other two. All right. Fair enough. Um, we're going to move it along here. We love celebrating subscriber success here at Osmo.com. So if you bank some bigger contests, send your screenshot to our Osmo Hoff Twitter account. That's Osmo H-O-F or to any of our Osmo social accounts or just send one to me or Jake or Josh or Terry, or whomever, uh, showing your bank with the awesome, or bots, or, I keep forgetting all the NHL people, like, we have more NHL people than I realize, like, I, this season needs to end, 
we will be sure to shout you out. And if it's a top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you can win a free month of Osmo plus platinum hit Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar for full details. All right. A couple more games to go. Uh, 10 minutes to do it. Uh, lots of time for these two particular games. The Montreal Canadiens have a 2.3 implied goal total. They're going into Toronto. Uh, the Leafs have a 3.4 implied goal total. Uh, Joe Thornton back on the top line for Toronto. Uh, looks like Galchenyuk uh, going to stay on the second line uh, for the Leafs. Cole Caulfield is on the quote-unquote top line for the Habs, depending what you think of the Suzuki to Foley line. That is interesting to me. Uh, so we have Anderson to know uh, Caulfield for the Habs with Toffoli, Suzuki, Armia being their second line. Um I think there's something to like on both sides. What do you like here? Yeah. I, the thing is, you think the Matthews line is going to get the Suzuki line, or are you going to think they're going to throw him out against Dano? I think Matthews is going to go up against uh, Dano. I really do. Yeah. So then I – I, But here, here's one thing I will say. I don't think line matching in this game, at least in the top six, really matters that much. I think they're both pretty tough matchups. Yeah. But, you know, with Thornton up there – with Matthews and Marner, their defensive numbers are way better than any other iteration of Matthews and Marner. They don't play it as high pace as if like a Hyman was there. Or, uh, I don't know what their pace was with Felino. It's probably you know sludge, but Thorn up there, <laughs> Thorn up there, you know, is, is their best defensive iteration up there. And if they're going to get the no line, I kind of like this, you know, to Foley Suzuki Armia line. Yeah, going against. Tavares Nylander Galchenyuk isn't a walk in the park, but it's, you know, better than going up against Matthews, Marner, and Thornton. They're fully correlated on the power play, not that it matters. Canadians haven't scored a power play goal since the 80s. Uh, but, you know, Toffoli has been great all season. Suzuki's had his up and downs, but, you know, Joel Ar- Armia has his up and down as well. But they're they're not overly expensive. They're in the 13s, the full stack lets you get in, the Edmontons, you know, the Pittsburghs, the Carolinas, this and that. So I think there's definitely some merit. Like their ownership's going to be low. They got a 2.3 total. They're on the road. The other thing that concerns me with the Canadians, this is their ninth game in 14 days. So we talk about five games in eight days. This is basically double that. So it is a bit concerning. Um, So they could, you know, melt away. But like there's only so many options on the road, unless you're like trying to jam favorites in. So I think you can go to some Montreal too. Um, you know, I don't mind uh, Caulfield and Anderson, the the little boy goals, as you call it, or the oh, little guy. boy. Yeah. Um, but really, like, I think I would concentrate. I wouldn't go overboard on the Canadians tonight for sure. I think I'd concentrate on the Suzuki line on the Toronto side. You know, you have, we're going to have the Matthews line. He's going to score. He's going to be owned. He's with Marner, 8,200. That's 17-2 for the two of them. But Joe Thornton has been priced. As much as I hate Joe Thornton, I think if you're going to do it, you include Joe Thornton. Edmund Price, if he gets you an assist, a shot on goal and a block shot, you take it and you run to the bank, right? Yeah, that's true. So so I I think you go full Toronto one here unless you want to get Unless you want to, you know, power play stack because the, you know, the Canadians penalty kill isn't anything to write home about. You can go Matthews, Marner, Nylander, something like that. You can go double center to get a bit unique. Um, I do, you know, like stacking that second line as well. I think there's options with the Leafs tonight. You can go full Leafs one, full Leafs two, power play stack, mix and match, this and that. 
Yeah. Um, I, I like the point you made about Thornton because he does drag down their pace quite a bit. Like with or without Thornton, the top line ha- controls roughly the same expected goal share, but with Thornton, it's 3.1 uh, goals for per 60. And without Thornton, it's 4.2. Like, they increased their goal scoring by a third without him on the line. I find that pretty significant. And it would be one of those things that would be enough to keep me off the Matthews and Marner line where there are so many expensive options here, here tonight. But their ownership is relatively in check. We have them at between 13 and 14%. Like, that feels pretty fine for me. <laughs> like, if if you know, like you said, 2,500 Joe Thornton, I don't really want to play him. But if he's going to come in you know, maybe around 10% or even lower. Like, I'm fine with that. Um, and if you are worried about ownership, throw on somebody like Tavares or, or whatever uh, for additional power play exposure. I'm with you on Montreal. I think it's too many games against too good of a team. I'm just out on the Habs. Uh, if anything, it would be the Suzuki, Suzuki to Foley Armia line with, for me. I agree with you on that. But I'm not playing Montreal uh, here tonight uh, at all, top to bottom. Because if... Like if Montreal, Montreal might have to start Jake Allen, um, if I'm not mistaken, and it would be back to back nights in three and four for him. Uh, if he doesn't play, you're looking at somebody like Caden Primo, like an AHL or so. No, out on the Habs, uh, in on uh, Toronto. Toronto won. Uh, Toronto won. The only way I'd use them is if I full stack them. I'm not leaving. To, I'm not leaving Joe Thornton off. I would leave him on. Uh, Rasmus Sandin power play one for the Leafs. Um, he's coming in at 3K uh, on the blue line. I do like Jeff Petrie from the Montreal side. Um, he's at 5,500, very reasonable, probably going to play, you know, close to 23, 24 minutes at least. Um, don't mind Petrie. Petrie and Sandin for me, what do you have? Yeah, that's really about it. I mean, if you, if you need a punt, like, I guess Kulak is fine at min price. But I don't know. Like, I'm probably just going to be off the Habs defenseman. It's it's always a it's always a, an adventure rostering a Habs defenseman. Um, on the on the Leaf side, Sandine makes some sense. Um, Hull, even Brody at 2800 if you need a punt. But like, and now if Morgan Riley's off the top power play, unless he's min price, I don't want to play him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, one guy I'll throw it is Joel Edmondson. He's probably going to play over 20 minutes. Uh, he's his price is way down to 2700 very much a threat for the shot block bonus i'm not playing either goalie here are you i the thing i worry about yeah yeah i I shouldn't have said that so quick because campbell yeah the shot volume i I just worry that like there's shutout potential but like i don't know if the shot volume is going to be there they the halves have got to be tired and their shot volume is cratered since yeah. the Brendan Gallagher injury as well. So, yeah. All right. Maybe we're not just auto-locking in Campbell. Uh, TBD. All right. A couple minutes to get through this last game. I imagine we won't even need a couple minutes for it. Uh, we have the Vancouver Canucks going into Edmonton. The Canucks have a 2.3 implied goal total. The Oilers are at 3.8. Uh, I guess the Besser, Miller, uh, Hoglander line isn't a bad uh, sec, you know, secondary stack or whatever to use here. They have been good uh, since coming back. 52% expected goal share, 3.8 expected goals for. They're only a little over 14K on DraftKings, so you can fit in, you know, like a pit one or something with them. Um, but for me, this is all about uh, the Edmonton top line. Yeah, I agree with you on the Vancouver side. And, you know, 
that second line ownership is like 9% again. That's just like, I don't know why. Like I've been befuddled by the Vancouver ownership all season, but I agree with you on the top line. I think you can use them as a filler. So getting to the Edmonton top line, like I love them tonight. And the thing is like, Jesse Pooley-Arvey is always way lower on the McDavid. And you see his price is up to 5,500. Like people are just going to leave him off. I think you got to put him on. We talk about this every time. Play Jesse Pooley-Arvey. He's going to come in a quarter of the ownership of McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's not some bum. Look, go look up his wowies with and without McDavid. There, it's just incredible how much like he bring even brings up McDavid. Like, look at look at McDavid's numbers without Pooley-Arvey and with him. It's just it's it's a big difference. So, Edmonton top line is one of my favorite spots of the night. Like, it's like in MLB DFS when you get a bad pitcher, you always stack against. Like, I'm going to stack any team against the Vancouver Canucks for the rest of the season. It's just going to happen. Um, so yeah, I think you know Edmonton top line. Uh, you want to include Nuja Hopkins for some more power play. Your boy Chieson, I think, you know, is always viable. But for me, this is just Edmonton one, maybe a little Edmonton power play stack too. Yeah, Edmonton power play is what I wrote up in my power plays article this morning because I like Chieson. I always like Chieson at his price. All right, that's going to wrap it up uh, for us today. Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick here uh, in a couple seconds. My hat trick pick uh, for tonight's slate. I'm going to go a little bit off the board here, and I'm going to go Yegor Sharangovich. What do you got? I was pumped to say Anders Bjork, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go a tad chalky, and I'm going to say Leon Dreisaitl. All right, fair enough. So one off the board, one on the board. Dreisaitl, Sharangovich, your hat trick picks. All right, that will do it uh, for us today and for the regular season. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for coming and hanging out with us all year. Uh, really enjoyed our, our chats, enjoyed the YouTube chat. You guys were always good to us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to our producer, Tyler, for putting up with us. Uh, he's been awesome uh, Be on the other side of uh, the glass for us. So uh, that'll do it for the regular season. Jake will be by tomorrow. You'll probably see us sometime whenever the playoffs start. Who knows when that's going to be. Uh, but for Tyler, for Josh, for myself, thank you so much for a great regular season. And let's finish this out strong. Thank you, guys. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.